Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. It's June. Uh, June 1. Welcome to a new month. Uh, you know, I feel we're six months in. If you had a goal, you got to get going. You got to you gotta start working. Start uh, picking a team that works for you. Uh, that has the same passion and urgency towards your goals that you have. Um, you know, whatever whatever it is you thought you were going to be able to do in 2021, you're halfway there. So if you've been on target, you're doing pretty great. If you haven't, it's not too late. You got six months. Um, but time goes fast. You know, I feel like we were just saying Happy New Year. So you already know, I don't want to lecture anybody. Um, I tend to push. I'm a pusher. Uh, but it's also because I I have to do that for myself, you know. Um, but I'm telling you, near death is a great motivator. I waste very little time. Because <laughs> I, I have had the sensation like, oh, this shit could be over. Like this is, this could be the end. And, uh, that's a 10-year anniversary this month. 10 years. The time does go quickly, but, you know, uh, it took a long time to fully recover. That's how ill I was. But, you know, it, within the first 90 days, that's when they do the gauge. And I had uh, already started to heal then. But I didn't feel like myself, like, safe in the world until let's see, December of 2011. And then I embarked on a whole nother kind of journey of like, okay, well, if this is what was wrong with me and this is how I got there, then then this is how I'll get out of it, uh, which was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because if, if uh, I hadn't addressed those issues, there's no telling what this stage of my life would have been like, you know, um, especially with something like coronavirus going around. And so I'm reading all this stuff around uh, uh, the book I just bought yesterday, uh, Recapturing the Rapture. Uh, So when you look up a book like that, you get all these other kinds of different types of writings and podcasts and, you know, people talking on Instagram or doing their videos or whatever. The sheer number of people who don't believe that coronavirus kills people is incredible. I mean, it's just incredible. Uh, And I'm going to say that this is not new in history, but it's just the first time that we are so well aware of what everybody thinks because of social media, because of YouTube, because of, you know, all these different ways that they can tell us what they think. But, uh, yeah, they're just, you know, thousands upon thousands of people who just are like, I don't believe coronavirus kills people. I'm yawning, sorry. They don't believe it kills people. They don't believe it was a real virus. Or if it was a real virus, um, certainly this lab thing cooked up in a lab, which I don't see, you know, how that's a big stretch. Of course, it could be cooked up in a lab and leaked. Of course. I mean, I believe that there are other countries out here trying to develop warfare that we're not familiar with because they want to win. I could see that happening. Um, That's not a super stretch to me. Uh, But I also can see 
you know, other cultures eating things they shouldn't eat or we don't think they should eat and uh, spreading it that way. Um, for sure, you know, um, but I don't I don't know. The leak lab thing doesn't like woo, blow my mind or anything. If you've ever watched Mission Impossible or, you know, picked up a, a, a book or read an article like the way the Russians poison people all the time. I mean, you know, this is not super complicated. Uh, but the, the the fact that people didn't believe in wearing masks or locking down was the answer or that the lockdown was to uh, make big tech more money. Um, yeah, I don't know that I believe that. Do I have 100% faith in the government? No, because I don't have 100% faith in politicians. People can be bought off. Your favorite politician right now is probably bought off by somebody. If he's not or if she's not, they're not any good. Like people feel like they can't trust them. <laughs> if they haven't entertained offers, <laughs> it's because they've proven ineffective. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's some legitimacy to House of Cards. Um, and I have to be honest, I started watching it when Obama was in office and I felt more comfortable by the time it went off. Donald Trump was in office. Oh, excuse me. And I was just too, too scary to compliment, comp, um, uh, too scary to contemplate because it just felt like it could really be happening. Uh, so then it was like, Ooh, back up. Yeah. Sorry for the yawning again. I've been up for two hours. <laughs> Haven't yawned, uh, the whole time, but I'm just so relaxed and I'm in my special place when I'm talking to you guys. I don't know. I have no idea why y'all know, but and it's almost like I do it on purpose because I know I'm not going to edit it out. I even shit talk with myself. See, anyway, uh, so, yeah, the, these crazy government conspiracy things, they don't seem all that crazy to me. Some of them actually could be. But my issue is, uh, but clearly there's a virus out here and vi- it's acting like a virus and it's killing people. And the sheer number of people who don't believe that, uh, it's kind of mind-numbing. That was a disturbing thing to read yesterday. Um, and then you watch videos of people who are just like, this was just a plot to, you know, pump up technology business. It Almost like Jeff Bezos created it, you know, so he could profit from it. But I don't know. I don't believe that. I, I believe it started somewhere somehow and it got to the masses and it did what a virus does. Uh, it killed people. And I'm not sure it's gone. Uh, I am probably one of the people who believes we'll be in another lockdown because you can't just emotionally be over something and then that's a that's enough. You know, uh, this thing is mutating and uh I don't think it's going to be the thing that ends humans on Earth. It's not going to be like an extinction level event, not Corona, but our inability to process <laughs> and uh, deal with things as they come up as a race, as a human race, uh, uh, could be serious harm for us because we're so busy trying to make everybody agree with each other and be as angry and passionate about things as we are. Uh and that's across a million topics um, 
that we lose sight of, you know, the macro because we're completely obsessed with the micro. And I see, you know, where people benefit from that. You know, we've got think about it when they write about us. They will have to note that there are companies that are in existence that basically create diseases and give you uh, they sell you the pills to cure the disease. Well, quote unquote, manage the disease, not cure it uh, to the tune of billions and trillions of dollars. The opioid crisis was created by an opioid company. Uh, And that's another instance of something getting leaked and getting out of control, just like the virus. It's another kind of virus. It's like you get people hooked on these serious pain meds that should be given at at, uh, end of life care. Not, you know, I got in a car accident and hurt my neck care. It's addictive. And you don't need 100 million people to be addicted to it to make money. But if you get you know, 2 million people popping pills, you're, you're making great money and then you get addicted. And that's why I don't trust government. I don't trust anything that has humans involved because humans have a glitch and it's called greed. As soon as a human can like figure out how to make money, they will exploit you. And there are very few people who are above that, you know, especially right now. I think people's character has really been put under the under the uh test because there's so much money out here and you want some because it makes your life better i've had money and i've not had money having money is way better it's way better um being able to live your life the way you want to is way better than like you know scrimping and scratching and not having anything so i don't know we live in a fascinating time i'd be curious to to know how historians will write about us in in you know a hundred years especially with social media there's going to be so many false narratives so many things that look and seem real and important but you know how people cherry pick history you know how they pick the things they want to talk about um it's sanitized other things. Your history is only as complete as your historian. So hopefully people will pick up this podcast and, uh, you know, I'm beaming out into the future and people can hear me and be like, oh, well, this this girl seemed like she had a good grasp of things. I don't, but thank you. Because <laughs> um, it's just chaos and crazy right now. It's like nothing makes sense everybody's so extreme and uh those are the people that are voicing things you know i think the regular person is still the regular american is still pretty tame but they're not on social media they're not out here making videos they're not tiktoking their their existence you know so uh anyway the the number of people who believe coronavirus is not really a thing it was just some ploy it's higher than you think. The number of people who think uh, Trump is still president, it's higher than you think. Uh, the number of people who uh, you know, are just uh, completely not interested in facts and only feeding how they feel, it's higher than you think. And that makes all of them dangerous to me. 
you know, because if we live in a world where you can't ever trust the truth or trust the facts, then you're starting to get into that slippery slope of, you know, well, what is real? And, and you can make it all up. You know, there is a point. I took a philosophy class with Harvey Cormier was my professor's name. And I only remember it. Well, one of my college friends reminded me of it, but I only remember it after she said it because he used his name in the third person all the time. And me, Harvey Cormier. I mean, he said his name all the time, but I hated that class. It had nothing to do with Harvey. He seemed like an okay guy. I just don't like philosophy because you never get to the bottom of things. It's always another question. And I'm going to tell you something. That's not how I like to live. You know, you say, are you are you hot or cold? I'm hot. What's hot? Well, hot is the body temperature. What's the body temperature? Like, what, really? I don't, I don't want to talk about this. Like, I really literally was 20 years old. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I, I think I barely passed. <laughs> I did not, I did not embrace those quote unquote philosophies. I hated philosophy class because it's just a conversation that never ends. And, um, uh, that's not what I'm good at. All right. We've covered some ground today. Look into these conspiracy theories if you want. I mean, it's a rabbit hole. You may not want to go down, but it it's more than you think out here of people who are just in their own universe, making it up as they go along, which I'm okay with that to a certain extent. But when you start storming the Capitol and wanting to kill the president, well, he they didn't want to kill the president, they wanted to kill the vice president and the Speaker of the House. And, you know, I get it. I get that it's frustrating and everything, but creating some alternative set of facts, that's not how we get things done. You know, destroying the uh, the country is not how we get things done. But, you know... We've reached a really critical time and it's almost like we've normalized this behavior, you know, and I'd like to see more jail time for some of these people. I can't wait to see Donald Trump go to jail. That's going to be great because he, you know, he deserves it. And all these people are going to be, you know, revealed as false actors, bad actors, you know, and uh, let's face it. He's the worst on the Republican side, but the Democrats aren't any better. Some of them need to go to jail, too. There's bad actors everywhere. I just want the the people who are honest and have some character, you know, and you can help yourself. You you can you can still do well in the world without, you know, selling out your whole entire soul. There's plenty of people out here who make good money, but their character isn't up for sale. You know what I mean? Anyway, have a wonderful June. Happy Tuesday. Uh, You know, we're at the beginning of something. It's going to be interesting. I don't know if you're in astrology, but Mercury is retrograde. So take your time. Read your facts. Don't do anything major. uh, Because if you do believe in astrology, retrograde periods are kind of a nightmare. And every time I try not to believe in them, uh, retrogrades happen. And it's like, okay, this is kind of being you know, playing out the way this astrologer said it would. Um, but I just try not to give them a ton of energy. You know, I don't retrogrades are like, because I live my life at a pretty fast pace, but sometimes it's important to slow down, you know? 
All right, fam, be good, be safe, you know. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Take care of yourselves. And, uh, you know, if you believe in the virus, I guess it doesn't matter whether you believe in it or not. It's still out there. So be smart. All right. Be your best. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys have been watching, but uh, the second part of the Mike Tyson documentary on ABC comes on tonight. It's called Mike Tyson, The Knockout. If you get a chance, uh, very good, very well done. Surprised it's on regular network TV. Um, I was alive during the uh, Tyson years. I remember watching him rise in, in stature and watching his fights. I remember my ex-brother-in-law bought the fight, uh, the 92nd fight. Uh, it's funny, too. They didn't show the the dude flying in on a parachute and getting housed by Mike's security. <laughs> that was a fascinating night. Uh, that was so chaotic. And then uh, Mike Spink- Michael Spinks gets out there and Tyson just knocks him. I, I remember his glassy-eyed expression, you know, and people were like, dude, you know, and I think pay-per-view back then was like 50 bucks or something crazy. It It was a good time good time. Mike Tyson was one of those fighters. And I remember saying, um, you know, at the time, like, man, I'm glad this guy found boxing. Can you imagine what it would be like if he was just roaming the streets? Um, that was just so chaotic and crazy, but the documentary is really well done. It's on ABC. Uh, it concludes tonight and, you know, kudos to Mike Tyson for, you know, creating, uh, a life, from chaos, you know, and he was extraordinarily talented. I don't believe, I love Muhammad Ali. I was a Sugar Ray Leonard fan. I grew up watching boxing, but I don't believe I've ever seen anyone more dominant than Mike Tyson. He would walk in the ring with the towel over his, you know, cut out towel over his shoulders, no socks, just gloves and some shorts and a mouthpiece and he just destroyed people when he was dominant he was the most dominant fighter i've ever seen ever powerful um and so yeah mike tyson it was it was a very interesting time in history uh so i'm interested to see how they cover the second half of his career uh, but if you got a chance to watch it, it's, it's if you get a chance to watch it, catch up. It's really good. It concludes tonight. All right. Boy, you're about to get what's coming Cause boy, you're about to get what's coming
about to get, about to get what's coming. Uh. I'm looking for the K, yo, looking for it now. If you a glass jar, Joe, you know we going down. I'm looking for the K, yo, looking for it now. If you a glass jar, Joe, you know we going down. I'm looking for the K, yo, looking for it now. If you a glass jar, Joe, you know we going down. I'm looking for the K, yo, looking for it now. If you a glass jar, Joe, you know we going down. And he don't want it with these fist of cuffs. I wish the motherfucker would try to test his luck. His ass gon' need plastic the way you mess him up. It ain't gonna be no safe passage when I catch his butt, cause. It's about to be a knockout. It's about to be a knockout. About to be a knockout. It's about to be a knockout. 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 Tyson, you took my gift and you took my glory. I'm about to end you and end your story. This ain't the last way to God. I'm honest. And boy, this ain't a threat. You can bet I promise. Boy, you better not let me catch you sleeping Cause I'ma be the nightmare that you're dreaming I know you fade out of sight and see it big Cause boy, by the time I know you feel it Say, boy, I hope you said them prayers Cause I'm about to send you back to your maker On the cliff, it ain't gonna be no jumping Cause boy, you about to get, about to get what's coming Cause boy, you about to get, about to get what's coming Uh, uh for the K, yo, looking for it now. If you a glass jar, Joe, you know we're going down. I'm looking for the K, yo, looking for it now. If you a glass jar, Joe, you know we're going down. I'm looking for the K, yo, looking for it now. If you a glass jar, Joe, you know we're going down. I'm looking for the K, yo, looking for it now. If you a glass jar, Joe, you know we're going down. And boy, I can see you there. I'm dropping bombs on the face like Vietnam. And ain't, and ain't nobody gonna be around the way you beat them down and leave his ass beating now. Me every reason, whole ass clown. So when I see you, best believe this when it's going down. Now uh, it's about to be a knockout. Uh, about to be a knockout. About to be a knockout. Uh, about to be a knockout. 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 Come in. 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 Come in.